<laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone. You like that new, uh, <laughs> you like that new uh, sound effect that I have? Yes. Um, I'm getting a little fancy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go. We got uh, some other sound effects here. We got, okay, no, 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 I, I won't bore you with that. Anyway, welcome everyone to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. My name is Morgan and I am always super excited to be here. Oh boy, I have been playing around with some new recording styles and all that stuff. So um, I hope that this is coming out great. So today's podcast, I want to talk about um, how we can combat shortages. So I've talked about this a lot, but I think that this is more prevalent than ever. So there are lots of ways to combat shortages. And I'm just going to dive right into it because, you know, with, with everything going on, you know, over in the past year, I mean, in the past year with COVID, you know, we've seen a lot of shortages, shortages of some things. And now with, you know, there's gas shortages and gas, you know, um, the prices of gas is going up, though. The price of gas is is pretty cyclical, meaning, you know, around summertime and stuff like that, like right now I'm recording this in May of 2021, you know, around summertime price gases, you uh, the price of gas usually goes up. But, you know, we have definitely seen a rise in gas prices more often lately. So one of the things that we want to do is think about our needs. Okay. So you need gas, right? But maybe there are some alternatives you could do, or maybe there are some, you know, maybe you could start going through the process of getting diesel, you know, changing everything over to diesel, a diesel car, a diesel generator, that kind of thing. I know that's really unrealistic for some people. Diesel um, is more expensive and always has been, but it lasts longer than gas and it, it's, it's just better. It's just better than gas. So diesel is really good. But something that we want to keep in mind also is alternatives in general. You know, I'm not a huge fan of electric cars and stuff like that. A lot of people are. But you have to think about where your electricity is coming from. Your electricity is still not coming from a fully renewable source. Okay. And that's important to note because a lot of people think that they're doing really good for this world by doing, you know, full electric electrical vehicles. You know, you're not using gas, but what's powering the electrical vehicles is usually like a coal, you know, electrical company or something like that, right? It's not usually from solar or wind or anything like that. Now, maybe some of the energy is coming from from wind or or solar, but not not enough, you know? And so, you know, I've talked about that in a past podcast um, about where our energy is coming from, but really what we want to look at is alternatives to our alternatives, right? So like if you could have, you know, a full solar setup and charge your electrical vehicles that way, that's great. But you have to understand solar. And let me tell you that in order for us to charge our vehicle with solar, we need like three times as much, three or four times as much power, you know, solar and battery power that we have right now. And, you know, it's usually not what people want to hear. You know, people who are connected to the grid don't quite understand, you know, the actual where your power is coming from. Like, they're just like, oh, 
no big deal. I just plug it in. It doesn't take very, I, my, my um, electrical bill does not increase that much and it doesn't take very much time. That's great. Where's your electricity coming from? Okay. If you really want to be like renewable, renewable, plus your electricity bill is increasing. Okay. It just is period. So, um, anyway, my point is, um, look for other alternatives. So, you know, you, maybe you could start getting into bike riding. Maybe you could look into like an electrical bike, you know, those electrical bikes are good. You know, you could charge those. That's a little electric bike. You know, you could pedal a little bit, but the electrical bike is, is helping you move. Those are great. Um, and then, you know, those don't take at nearly as much power, you know, to, to power than, than a car does, you know, it takes way less power. And those are great, you know, get a little bit of exercise, you're moving around. You could also look into like other things that are a little more um, gas efficient, like uh, like motorcycles, mopeds, those kinds of things, if you're interested in that and you live in an area in which that's possible. Uh, you could also, um, you know, again, just look into alternative types of vehicles. You know, maybe you just want to go to the horse, you know, but you still got to feed the horse. <laughs> everything that we do takes some sort of feeding or maintenance in some way. You know, you're feeding your car that gas, you're feeding, you know, that electric bike, electricity, right? You know, energy, rather, you're feeding that horse hay or letting them free range or whatever the case may be, you know, but you're always having to feed something for that energy. You have to feed yourself for that energy. If you think, oh, I'm just going to walk or, you know, whatever, you have to feed yourself food, to get that energy to do that stuff. You know what I mean? So everything in some way takes some type of energy, some type of feeding. <laughs> um, okay. So in saying that, you know, just think about your thresholds, you know, maybe um, you could look into a remote jobs so that you're not having to drive so much, you know what I mean? Or cut down on the amount of driving that you're doing. You know, if you're constantly, you know, having to drive to the grocery store because you always forget something, well, start making lists so that you're only going to the grocery store once a week or, you know, once a month or something. And especially if you live in a rural area, you know, these things can really take a toll. Um, so other than that, you know, there are always shortages and shortages are not something new. Okay. It's been going on for a long time and there's always some sort of shortage. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times somebody comes up to me on a daily basis and says, Oh, there's a shortage of this. Oh, there's a shortage of that. Great. <laughs> In our ever growing world and our world of natural disasters, as well as man-made disasters, we have to understand, you know, as well as political restrictions, government restrictions, all these things, we have to understand that there could be shortages of all these things. And in essence, that's what preparedness prepares you to deal with those shortages. We have never once felt like we have been strained in any way because we've been prepared. And more importantly, you know, people always make the joke, you know, oh, I'm, I'm spending, you know, all this time and money to grow this garden so that I can uh, grow a vegetable that's like 40 cents at the store. But that's not what it's about. If that vegetable is not available for purchase at the store, guess what? You're growing your own food chain right there in your yard. Okay. You're growing those fruits and vegetables right there at home. And then there's lots of things that you can't or not can't, but maybe 
require more space. Like if you live in an urban area and you have a garden, that's great. You know, you're growing most things, but maybe, you know, you can't grow rice or you can't grow wheat because they take, you know, or like a bunch of corn because they take up a lot of space, you know, to get like an abundance of yield, you know, to help actually get you through six months, a year, whatever it is, you would have to grow quite a bit. You know, especially if you're eating a lot of oats, a lot of rice, a lot of all this stuff. So you may want to just prep certain things and then grow other things, but also learn how to grow these things. And in addition, find local sources of these things. There may be local farms that are growing, you know, corn or growing wheat or all these things in your local area that maybe you could reach out to and um, get those things locally. You know, they would definitely, you know, that's a local farm source. That's way better than trusting some random farm source that you don't know, you know, and like I was talking about with, um, with natural disasters, um, agriculture is, is often, um, susceptible to mother nature. Flooding is a really, really common one for agriculture. Flooding happens a lot. Um, you know, flooding out the field and that kind of thing. And it ruins crops, you know, whether that's to feed animals or to feed people, it doesn't matter, you know, to feed animals. That's a big deal, right? If you don't have feed for the animals and you're not butchering those animals for the people, if you don't have feed for the people, then you're producing less for, you know, the supply chain. It's a whole thing. So we have to understand the supply chain is vulnerable, and it's always been vulnerable. It always will be vulnerable. Just the other day, because, you know, the gas, there was a gas shortage recently because of a cyber attack on the pipeline. Okay, that's a big deal. Really big deal. You know, you think that these things can't happen? They can. Our electrical grid is very vulnerable. Everything's vulnerable. And as soon as you realize how vulnerable our society is, the quicker you realize that the quicker I prepare and the quicker I learn these skills, like learning to garden and learning to sew, you know, learning to make my own clothes, learning to do these things yourself. It's not about the fact that, oh, I can just go down to the store and get this for much cheaper. Sure. Yeah. You can go just buy that t-shirt or just go buy that food from the grocery store. But what if you can't? What if it's gone? You know, like you may think that that's never going to happen because we live in an abundance society where literally everything is at our fingertips, but it can happen. We've seen it time and time again. The shortages of toilet paper from COVID, the shortages of the masks, the shortages of the hand sanitizer, the shortages of all these things that we've seen time and time again. In fact, just recently, I've seen a lot of shortages of a lot of fruits and vegetables, a lot of shortages, and it's actually pretty shocking. I've seen a lot of frozen food items that have been short. All these things are a factor. Think about this. You're seeing your grocery store, right? And if you're seeing shortages in your grocery store, think about the thousands upon thousands of grocery stores across the United States alone that these same exact supplies are going to. Think about that. It is a mass, mass production of food that is being sent to these thousands of grocery stores. 
find local sources. If you can find local sources for the things that you need, like milk and butter, especially perishable items like that, that is where it's at. And even better, if you can find local sources for um, your meat, local sources for your grains, and even better, if you can find, if you can actually produce that stuff yourself, if you can have the cows or goats or, um, you know, and you can produce your own milk and, and from there you can make your own cheeses and all the other dairy products, right? And, you know, if you have your own egg supply with your chickens, that's your local supply. If you have your own garden, that is your local supply, right? And you can even garden year round with a greenhouse or gardening indoors with many things, okay? There's so many ways to garden and it doesn't just have to be outdoors, you know, during the summertime or spring and summer or whatever, but, you know, you can use your greenhouse, you can use indoor gardening, microgreens, sprouting, all these things. You can always have some type of nutrients, okay? So I think that, um, you know, it's just important for us to try to think as local as possible in, in a lot of aspects and get even more micro local in the sense of you, whatever you can create yourself, learn the skills to create these things yourself. Like just the other day, I was like, man, I hate buying socks. What can I do about this? Oh, I could knit my own socks. I can even sew my own socks. I looked into a sewing pattern to sew my own socks. You can sew your own socks. You can knit your own socks. And I was like, great. I'm going to do it. I bought all the supplies because I'm sick of buying socks. <laughs> and now I want to knit my own hats. I want to knit my own mittens. I want to do all this stuff. And, and then I, I got even more micro about it. Okay, great. I'm buying the yarn. How can I produce this yarn myself? Sheep? Yes. <laughs> I want sheep so bad one day so that I can make my own material. You know, I would love to grow cotton, uh, cotton fields, but that's down the road. Anyway, um, in the meantime, sheep, fairly easy. They eat hay, you know, and grass and things like this. They eat a lot of stuff that most other animals would eat. Different, maybe different types of hay and stuff like that. But anyway, my point is, get even more micro about it. How are these things made? And how can I produce it myself? You know, like making your own alcohol or, you know, distilling your own essential oils, you know, doing all these things, you know, growing your own herbs in order to distill the essential oils yourself. Like it's, it's huge, you know, all these little things, how are they made and how can I produce it myself? And if I can't produce it myself, how can I live without it? What are alternatives? That's how we can overcome shortages by being more self-reliant, by being more prepared and self-reliant. And at the end, you know, it's not even like that crazy because again, we don't have to produce all this stuff ourselves. We can look to local sources, you know, look more local, go to local farmer's markets or look on Facebook, your, your local Facebook marketplace, um, your local uh, Craigslist, these kinds of things, because usually farms might have some sort of advertisements on there like, hey, get your fresh local meat or, you know, talk to the locals too. Um, hey, where can I get, you know, meat around here? Where can I get local dairy? That kind of stuff. There's a dairy farm right near down the street that I can get hay right down the street. And you may think, oh, well, that's because you live in a rural area, Morgan. You know, even if you live in a city, you may not have to go that far, you know, 20 or 30 minute drive, maybe. And there's probably farms right around there. There's farms everywhere. 
Now, of course, it depends on what they grow. You know, could you do you want whatever they grow and do they sell to the to uh, the local, you know, general public? Most of the time they do. Sometimes they don't. Just kind of depends. But um, anyway, you know, it's it's just one of those it's just one of those things that we have to start looking more local and then even more micro local to ourselves. What can we produce ourselves? But in general, be prepared. Know that there could be shortages at any time for any reason. If this past year has not taught us that, just keep looking, okay? Keep looking back, go back, go back further. And you will see that there has been shortages of many things in the past. And, um, you know, we're, we're all making such a big deal about it now because of, you know, what happened with COVID and the pandemic and stuff. You know, um, we've had extreme shortages these past years of multiple things. But again, I've never felt a strain because one, I was prepared. And two, you know, sometimes you got to look elsewhere. Stop looking at those big places. Look more local. You know, go to thrift stores. Uh, Go to Goodwill, you know, Goodwill and thrift stores. Sometimes the prices aren't as great. I've actually been noticing some of those prices are like not even thrift store prices. Like they're getting way expensive, which is insane. But like think, you know, sometimes you have to think smaller though. But at the same time, you know, like, like I was looking for pots on Amazon and they were so expensive uh, gardening pots. And so I looked, I just did some search and I found them way cheaper at wholesale pricing. And I got them for like 50 cents, a gardening pot for like gallon size. I thought that was a good, good deal. And so, um, yeah, I was able to find them at a different source for wholesale. Wholesale is also, um, something that we do a lot of especially from like Costco, you know, those kind of wholesales. There's a lot of wholesale online as well. You can look for like, um, I found ridiculous like restaurant wholesale. If you can find like the restaurant supply wholesale stuff and buy that and then just like, you could either repackage it yourself in Mylar bags and stuff, or you could just keep it in the original container. It just kind of depends on what you're buying. But the restaurant wholesale stuff, that stuff is cheap and it's good. And so look at restaurant supplies. Uh, you may be able, to be able to find like a bunch of good stuff uh, for cheap. You know, a lot of it, like, again, is wholesale. So it's going to be kind of bulk, bulk wholesale, but that's good. You know, <laughs> that's purpose. That's what we want. <laughs> um, you know, but again, you know, look into solar, look into alternative energies, you know, look into ways to be more self-reliant, but also look to the community as well, because we can't do everything ourselves. But at the same time, we can do a lot ourselves. You know, we can. And it's generally just all about learning those skills and reaching out, you know, to the community to learn those skills could be part of it or reaching out to the community to get whatever you can't produce yourself. That kind of thing could be, you know, maybe you could trade something with somebody. All these things are possible. And, uh, you know, we just need to start thinking outside the box a little bit you know, food shortages, or just not even food, but any type of shortages, we need to seriously ask ourselves, you know, how far am I willing to go to find alternatives for these things and live a more prepared and self-reliant lifestyle? You know, am I prepared to be without this? 
what's my alternatives? You know, especially toilet paper. I think that that's an interesting one because a lot of people don't want to be without toilet paper, but there are lots of alternatives to toilet paper, like a lot. <laughs> I have a blog post on my website at roguepreparedness.com if you want to look. Just search toilet paper and you'll see it. But um, yeah, there's a lot of alternatives. And, you know, I think we can we can make it work. We just, we can't, we cannot be afraid of failure, guys. You know, if you want to start a garden, just start. And if you fail the first time, great. Guess what? I guarantee you've learned something, right? I guarantee it. And you're going to take those lessons on to the next year or the next month or whatever. You want to try again that next month, do it. You know, do it. Just do it. We will never know what we're capable of unless we try. So try within your means, you know, start a container garden, do indoor gardening, you know, look to your local suppliers for for honey and all these other things, you know, these are all completely doable. Okay. So I think that this was just a, a very quick um, kind of, this is just a quick podcast, but I want you to go to my YouTube and my website um, at roguepreparedness.com and then just search rogue preparedness on my YouTube and find out, you know, search shortages on there. I have blog posts and, uh, and YouTube videos about this and look deeper into this and really think, look around at everything that you do and own and all this stuff and think, all right, what skills do I need to start producing more stuff for me? Right. To look into that a little bit more, okay? Um, look into just how to be more prepared and self-reliant. And again, um, I, uh, I really want to know how you plan to be more self-reliant. So please tell me. Go to my website at roguepreparedness.com. Message me. Go to Instagram. Look for Rogue Preparedness. And just message me and talk to me. You know, reach out to me and say, hey, you know, this is my situation. How would you suggest that I go about this? That kind of thing. Um, basically, it all comes down to the fact that you want to be less reliant on, one, the government, and two, the entire supply chain. I still go to the grocery store. But I also understand that there's a lot of things that I may not be able to get. So what are my alternatives? And then learn those skills, grow the things you need to grow, do all the things, right? <laughs> Figure out how things are made and then go from there. All right. I hope that this was helpful to at least get you thinking, you know, to, to get you kind of in that thought process of how can I be more self-reliant, you know, so that I don't have to scramble or feel a strain whenever there's a shortage. So thank you all so much for listening. If you have any questions, again, don't hesitate to reach out to me at roguepreparedness.com or find me on YouTube or Instagram by searching for Rogue Preparedness. And don't forget to sign up for my newsletter at roguepreparedness.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. I'll talk to you later. Bye.